Welcome to This Week in MTG with your hosts, Matt Olson, JB, and Danny Oakstead. For this shit. Yo, there's no live audience here. Yeah. Right? <laughs> what do you think this is? Fucking Roseanne? I don't know what that is either. Wow. You just made... Oh my god, we're not friends anymore. You just made JB feel old. You grew up underneath a rock or something? Dude, Roseanne was the best show ever. Fuck off. I don't know what best show. That along with the Golden Girls, man. The Golden Golden Girls Girls are the... Is the best show. Roseanne's not even close to the Golden Girls. Yeah, no. Like, with Roseanne, the bar is low. (laughs) I see what you did there. Yeah, well, what about Married with Children? Way better than Roseanne. How can you even say, like, Roseanne is Dude, the I best show Rose- ever? I loved Roseanne. But Married with Children. It's not one of the best shows out there. For me, it is. That is your opinion. I love Roseanne. Well, Danny, you done with Candy Crush over there? <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> we ready to do this? I just lost my combo thanks to you assholes. <laughs> I came here at 6.30 thinking you guys can be ready. No. It's no, no. now 7.30. No. If you, if you would have got here at like 5.30, 6 o'clock, I would have ordered the food. The food would have been here by 6.30. And, and we'd have... still be starting at this time. No, we would not no, be starting no, at we this wouldn't. time. Hello and welcome, magic folk, to episode number 60 of This Week in MTG. Your aggregate news source for all things Magic the Gathering. We are your hosts. I'm Matt Olson. Over there, we got Danny Oakstead. Hey. And the other guy here is JB. What's up? And we got a bunch of news to tell you today, ranging from new magic cards that are coming out to event results. Some BNR. Just kidding. Yep. Just kidding. No BNR. For now. So we will cover all of this. Just give it a few weeks. All right. Something will, something will happen. All right, so uh, before we jump into the breakdown, how this episode is actually going to be talked about, let's talk about a couple of our uh, amazing sponsor things. First off, we want to thank J-Dubs Sports Cards and Gaming, located in Fargo, North Dakota at the West Acres Mall. They so generously decided to sponsor us, which is amazing. We highly recommend you check them out. They have a bunch of magic supplies and stuff for you there. They got... Uh, all the card sleeves that you need. They got the play mats that you need. They got the decks, deck boxes that you need. And more importantly, they have the magic cards that you need. Not just booster packs, but singles. Local singles. Bad joke is bad. Sorry. <laughs> also, they're a very good way to assist. They're a very good source to help assist you getting your cards graded through PSA and Beckett. What you do is you go on their website, you fill out a form, you go turn the card to J-Dubs, they send it off, they get like this amazing bulk deal, and it saves you a bunch of money in the long run. Instead of you paying shipping, handling, processing, and all that stuff, and then return shipping, it gets sent out in J-Dubs, just one order, and you pay just a small fee, but they help you with that, very worth it. Danny is going through it, update on that. No update. No update on that. Still waiting. Next, we'd like you guys to go over and check out our friends at In Dice We Trust, an amazing D&D podcast that is 
or friends that are trying their best to succeed with their fates decided by a 20-sided piece of plastic. Join players April Mitchell, Finn Hopman, and Bryce Osman, and their DM, Makari Robinson McNeese, in the storytelling experience of a lifetime. They come up with episodes on a bi-weekly basis every other week. So their next episode is actually coming out this Wednesday, the 28th, for those listening to this on time. Good job, Goomba. You got it right. Yeah. There we go. Focused on that one. He can do calendar math. I know. But ask me about time zones, I fuck up. <laughs> there we go. There it is. Time zones, the podcast. Got to bring it in. Right now, they have four episodes, all great arc, talking about... Uh, telling the story about the players going through the summer courts and the adventures, the hilarity and the action that ensues from there. Please go check it out. And then we, and then we got Danny in the chat here throwing shade. <laughs> and then finally, this one's a new thing. I'm just tossing out here. We're going to test the water, see what people think about this. Okay. So this last weekend I had a weird idea that I want to try out and everybody listening to this, if you're listening to it before uh, October 30th, before 9 p.m. Central, at that time, I would like us to try and do oh, uh, uh, a group watch as the community of This Week in MTG. The movie in question that we're going to watch is the Rocky Horror Picture Show. So mark your calendars this Friday, <laughs> as this recording is out, October 10th at 9 p.m. Central, we're going to do a watch party, and Special guest Lockheed is going to be here uh, giving us like these prompts and stuff for group participation. It's a good movie to watch together. If you haven't seen it, like a uh, friend of the ser- friend in the server. Oh, no, hasn't. He's down for watching it. He needs to see it. <laughs> he watched the trailer and was like, the fuck did I watch? Oh, hey, by the way, Matt, yeah. you're, you're a hoe because it's not October 10th that we're doing this. Is, is supposed to, I, I said October 30th, didn't I? You said October 10th. Oh, okay. So those listening to this point, October 30th. Words are hard. It's yeah. October 30th, not October 10th. Those that are confused, you made it to this point, scratch that. October 10th, 9 p.m. Central. Still, special guest Lockheed giving us uh, that community, that audience participation help. <clears throat> I'm taking away your uh, calendar math badge now. <sighs> Damn. Do I get to keep my time zone badge? No. No, because you don't know shit about time zone. Fuck. Okay, mark your calendars. You got questions, comments, concerns about that? Hit us up. We're going to post it in all of our social medias and stuff. But there we go. Now let's jump into the breakdown. As always, we start off at the Boggle Desk with JB giving us uh, some information on some past weekend event results ranging from the League Weekend standings, the new thing that WotC is doing. Uh, then we're going to talk about, I don't know about much talking about, but the Mana Trader event that happened, JB was in it. We don't know if he did well. We think he won. He will tell us. After that, still at the Boggle Desk, we have upcoming events. From there, we're going to move to the news, and we have a reply back on a question we asked last week about uh, the pound sterling from Card Market and that change over in Europe. Then we got some news about some Magic Arena. And then after that, we're going to talk about the finance and then close off with deck of the week. And we've gone on long enough about this. So let's pass it over to JB at the Boggle Desk. So we had 
All right, so I guess we're only going to cover the Pro League. Sorry, everybody who wanted to hear about the Rivals League. Link's in the description. Yep, you can look at it yourself. So first place, we had Ken Yukihiro. Second place was Piotr Glogowski. Third was William Jensen. Fourth was Paolo Vitor Damadorosa. And then we had a three-way tie for fifth. Well, they're not, they're like um, just the standings because these points go on to the next weekend as well. Yeah. It's just who's in the lead, not like yeah. first two. There's three-way tied right now for fifth. I guess you can look See? at it that way. Five, five, five. That's a three-way tie for fifth, Matt. Continue. <laughs> Stay away from my desk. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah, so first up in our three-way tie, we had Chris Kvartek. Then we had Lee Chi-Tien. He's shy. Sure, we'll go with that. Like I said, I might butcher names. I'm sorry. I'm bad at this. And then rounding out the, the three-way tie, we had Shota Yasuka. And then coming in in eighth place, we had Brad Nelson. Uh, Ken Yukihiro was running Teamer Ramp. Oh, surprise, surprise. Yeah, kind of, actually. I mean, after Teamer Ramp got it neutered hardcore. Yeah, but all you gotta do is drop that fucking Ugin. And you I mean, like, hey, Ugin, I win. Fair. I mean, that's pretty much what it is. There's a lot of uh, Demir here. Demir Rogues, Demir Control. I'm happy about that. Azorius Blink. Ooh, Azorius Blink is coming back. Esper Doom. Yeah, those are dumb decks. One Rakdos midrange out of the ones that played on Sunday. The uh, Ken Yuki here, Will, uh, William Jensen, Gabriel Nassif, and all them. Real uh, Adventures was a dumb deck, too. Yes. I hate playing against that. Good stuff. So anyway, now we're going to move on to the Mana Traders event, which I played in. I didn't do that good. I kind of scrubbed out after fifth round. But Are you telling me you didn't win, JB? No, I didn't win. JB, you're supposed to be an amazing Magic player. I am, but Standard sucks. <laughs> standard terrible. I don't even know how I qualified as easy as I did, but I did. I ended up getting 56th place for anybody who wants to know. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Yeah, so we'll just take it, take it as you, <laughs> as you want it. So, who ended up winning this whole shindig is somebody by the name of Jay Neck. Did you get ding stomped by them, sir? No, I did not play this person at all. Okay. I don't think I played any, but nope, I didn't. I didn't have a match against anybody in the top eight. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, second place we had Nathan Stewart. These are all MTGO names, by the way. They're not actual people names. There might be some weird ones. <laughs> not out here to docs. So then we have Bolov Zero, Kel Master P, Il Nano. Sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> Trident, Ebnis, and Mr. Sauron. So that was your top eight. Okay. So yeah, that'll do it for the Man Traders event. It was fun. It was, I mean, it, even though I sucked, I had fun in it. It was great. It was a good time. Definitely recommend it to you people to try to play and get qualified. And Hashtag not sponsored. Yeah, no, we're not. We're not <laughs> sponsored by Mana Traders. We're not big enough. I looked into it. So tell your friends so we can get sponsored, please. Yeah, JB, that's, that's JB's goal. We need more listens so that we can get sponsored. Yes, we need, we need 500 listens a week, so tell people. Spread the word. Per episode. Yes. Just 500 listens, that's per episode. Yep. Well, it's, it's technically per week because you have to 
it's 500 listens and then you have to be putting out stuff each week. Oh, so well, weekly, yeah. So yeah. So 500 yeah. listens per episode. Boom. Yes. <laughs> so that'll do it for all our past events, all my rambling. Uh, on to the upcoming events. So it looks like we have on Friday the 30th for FNM at home, we have Super Standard. And for those of you that don't know what Super Standard is. Like we didn't. Right? We didn't know either. It's kind of cool. You get to bring a 100-card deck using standard legal cards. Woo-woo. Hey, uh, Lutri can be used here very efficiently, probably. If you want to play Commander, yeah. Yeah, exactly. it's a 100-card deck. Yeah, it's a 100-card. You got him as your companion here. Commander. Lutri decks, man. They're All right, you, you, you make one, and you try it. And, I'll, I'll, I'll try it. And then you tell us next week. Okay, so next up, we have Festival of Adventure on Arena. Uh, November 1st through the 4th. Mastermind. What's Mastermind? There's no link. Mastermind? Wasn't that the one where you could discard a card, create a mana? So you have no lands in your deck. Oh, it's that one. So it's the opposite of Momir. Yep. <laughs> Good stuff. So then we have the CFB Clash coming up on Halloween. So if you're, uh, you know, not busy trick-or-treating, which I hopefully I can watch it. Has a prize pool of 1K for in-store credits. That ain't bad at all. Uh, this event is exclusive to CFB Pro subscribers, but there's no entry fee for them. So if you're a subscriber. There you go. Subscribe to CFB Pro. Be like Matt. So again, it's $6 to enter. It's, Remember, nope. subscription was like $6. Oh, yeah. done this multiple times before. Thank you for there, remembering. There, there is no entry fee, but if you wanted to play and not become, if you're not pro, it's $6 for a month. Okay, so coming up <clears throat> on the 1st of November, we have the Red Bull Untapped World Finals. So all that qualifying you've been hearing about Coming to an end. Gonna have the finals. It's gonna be awesome. Watch it. It's gonna be on Twitch. And then it looks like that's gonna be it. No more awesome upcoming events. So Danny, do we have any BNRs? No, we don't. Oh. I think this is good though. Lotus Cobra is safe. For Damn another, it. Well, I, honestly I don't think Lotus Cobra will ever see the ban. God, I hope so. It won't. Nah, it's not egregious enough. I hate it. Maybe Ugin then. Come take out Ugin. Ugin might. I have a personal grievance against that card. Ugin actually might be banned. I can see Ugin banned. Because so every, everyone, everyone's running him. Yep, and once he comes down in standard, you, you, it's, oh, I win the game. You can't fucking deal with him. Yeah. Because they wipe it's, your board, and then they Oko. wipe your board again. It's Oko. And they fucking ping, ping, ping. You're dead, you're dead, you're dead. It's Oko, and but... you can't touch him. A big dragon. It's not an episode of This Week in MTG if we don't mention Oko. Right. Fucking Oko. But see, Oko was easier to deal with than Ugin. At least you could beat him up with your fucking Elks you were getting. You could. See, now you, you can't even get a creature to stick to beat up Ugin. Unless you drop something with haste and then beat him that way, but... Yeah, that'd be the only way. But yeah. usually your hasty creatures are only like 1-1s one or 2-2s. Two True, but... And we digress. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, Ugin's stupid. Yeah. So that's my prediction for next band is Ugin. Well, moving along for the blog talk of the week, we are just doing a Commander Legends Morrow teaser. So Mark goes along and says, Commander Legends previews are about to begin, which means it's time for another Morrow teaser. For those who don't know how this works, I'm going to tell you incomplete information about some cards in Commander Legends. 
Everything I'm telling you is true, but I purposefully not telling you everything. First up, here are some things you can expect in Commander Legends. First off, a card that was 14 creature abilities. Audric. Bet you it's Audric. We'll see. Ooh, that'd be sick. Second, we have a card that returns three different card types from graveyard to the battlefield and not a combination we've ever done before. We got no guesses on that. Yeah, I got no guesses either. Returns three different card types from the graveyard to the battlefield and not a combination. So, it'd Artifact, be like, enchantment, land? Maybe. Maybe. Or artifact, creature, land? I don't know the combinations that they currently have done. Yeah, anyway, something of, of that, that style. It'll they only have be so many, white or black. They only have so many different combinations they can do. Next up, we have a card that basically turns one evergreen keyword action into another evergreen keyword action. Ooh, something that turns uh, first strike into double strike. Yeah, that you. would be the most logical. It seems like the most logical. Guessing that now. Mm-hmm. Or Infect and uh, Death Touch. Uh, I don't. Uh, Infect's not an evergreen keyword. I'm just giving a if, shitty, shitty situation. I mean, if they it made would be death, death touch, touch into, into infect, infect, but either I, way, it's I'd be down with that, right? That's yeah, that very, would that would make more sense to me. I would be down. I would, it would give those death touch creatures something, not nah, not nah. other than just killing creatures for nothing. Like, hey, if a death touch guy touches you, you get infect rather than it makes sense. It would, but it's not an right. ever, evergreen word. Anyway, uh, next card, we have a card that temporarily steals a creature from a new place. Steals <gasps> from the command zone. Yup. Brutal. I know what that one is. Yeah, we're going to talk about that right after this because there's some actual cards that have been officially spoiled. A card that's stronger, the fewer colors in your commander color's identity. Ooh, that's spicy. Multiple legendary creatures of siblings of previous legendary creatures. Ah. Uh, what? So, like, the, the thing I'm thinking off the top of my head is, like, Niambi. Like, if Niambi had a brother. I don't think that's, like, in the story, but it's going to be like that. Gideon? Yeah, I was thinking what if Gideon a brother had a kid. Or sister? A legendary as a, creature. As a sibling. Oh. Multiple legendary creatures of siblings of previous legendary creatures. Gideon, well, I mean, oh, Kithian. Oh, oh, didn't Ajani have a brother? Yep, but he never, he, there was never, he was never a creature. Because it says, of previous legendary creatures. Those are planeswalkers. I thought Johnny was a creature at one point, wasn't he? Nope. Before he became a planeswalker. Well, I mean, the story, they all start as a person. Yeah. Okay, but he never, had a, he never had an actual... Oh, okay. Never had an Johnny creature card. Damn. All right. A card that references from beginning phase and post-combat main phase. Or references both beginning phase and post-combat. Yep, that's the... Phase. I know that one. That's another card that has been officially spoiled. I want that. I want that really badly. You missed one, Danny. A card that grants certain t- kinds of protection based on what permanents you have on the battlefield. Ooh. Yeah, that one sounds interesting. Pro- I think I know what that one is, though. My yeah, I think we were talking about it earlier you, today. I think we were. Right. Uh, next up, we have a legendary creature that shares four of the five words in its name with three other legendary creatures. Ooh. We'll let Matt think on that one. Right, yeah, you think on that and let a us know. A creature with four words of rule text and 52 words of reminder text. Oh, fuck, yo. What? What kind of fucking reminder text is that? What has, like... I wonder if... I wonder if it's a... Mill, Mill would be part of it. He has an ability. Oh! And then because, the reminder text is just... 
Because Mill has a lot of words in the reminder text. Right. Let's let's think this through here real quick. Maybe we can get this done real quick in ten seconds or less. Uh <laughs> opponent puts the top X cards into their library grave from their library into into their graveyard. It's like fifteen. I don't think it's fifty two. Anyway. Well yeah, but that would be one of them. There's four words of rules text. Four words of rules text. Fifty two words of reminder text. Okay. Maybe. Oh, blinking. Ooh, that would have a lot. So would text. phasing. No, because it just phases out and it doesn't. But they got to have the rules text behind it. Okay. Hey, Matt, I'm supposed to ask you why you returned to Goomba. I don't get that reference. I don't get it either, but I'm supposed to ask you that. OG, what do you mean? Why he returned to Goomba. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Next, here are some rule texts you can expect to seek on cards and Commander Legends. Damage can't cause you to lose life. In fact, boom. <laughs> Any number of auras or en- and enchantments, equipment, sorry, not enchantments. But let me redo this one, future Matt. Any number of auras and equipment you control, except for commanders, where X is the number of attacking creatures with flying, whenever a token you control leaves the battlefield, okay, those two last ones seem like a creature that I need. <laughs> Whenever one or more pirates you control deal damage to your opponents, pirates confirmed. Pirate lords, whoop whoop. Commanders you control have X is the number of artifacts you control plus the number of artifact cards in your graveyard. Choose at random from among your opponents. Interesting. You and your you and permanents you control have protections from salamanders. Yeah. What? I'm in. That I is need awesome. Some, I need to know this card now. My guess is it's going to be a blue-green creature. What has protection from salamanders? Okay, so what is... Salamanders is going to be a new creature type. Right, but, but in real life, what fucks up a salamander? A dog. Fire. <laughs> it's going to be blue-green. Yeah, I can see that. And so what, the salamander is going to be red? No, salamander... Uh, salamander is going to be blue-green. Yeah. Or blue-red. Salamander, like they had like salamander like creatures in the past, and those were I red. suppose lava, lava salamanders, but yeah, yeah. yeah. red, blue, green, blue, green because it's it's an uh, aquatic animal, yeah. really. Well, I can see that being yep. simic colors. Mm-hmm. Multiple ways for this to go. Finally, here are some creature type lines that you will pe- that will appear for the first time in Commander Legends. Legendary creature, horse. Listener of the show, Andy, be prepared. Legendary creature, elemental lizard. Andy, be prepared. <laughs> He's been doing that a lot. Yep. Uh, legendary creature, spirit pirate. Legendary creature, elephant warrior. Ooh. Legendary creature, chimera. Ooh. Legendary creature, naga druid. Ooh. Legendary creature, turtle shaman. Yeah. Ooh, I'm in on that one. I like that. Legendary creature, imp. Yeah. Impidimp. Legendary creature, fairy knight. There's not a fairy knight already, dude. That one's actually sounds cool. Nope, because fairies are usually wizards or. Good point. And this one, I'm just waiting to see what the art looks like. Right. Legendary creature, rabbit wizard. If it's not wearing a fucking hat, I'm out. Right. Rip the card in half, or if it doesn't have a wand, like the wand is a carrot. Fucking flip it or rip it. It's me, the bunny from Alice in the Wonderland. No, 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 no. 
Oh, yeah, probably that one. I was going to say, no, it's from uh, Monty Python, but that's going to okay. be a warrior berserker. So we should, should we make a bet, Matt? Oh, another one? Should we make a bet? Okay, let's, let's, get, let's get this bet going. We'll, we'll bet the, on the artwork. Of the, of the if rabbit? If it's not wearing a hat, you got to play flip it or rip it with your double masters. The whole box? With the whole box. Fuck no. And the box toppers. What? No, I'm not making that bet. <laughs> Come on. I'll do it for a pack of not double masters. No, you got to do your whole box of double masters. Flip it or rip it. No, you can't entice me enough for that. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Wouldn't that suck ripping a borderless force of will? Oh, <laughs> Give me the tape. <laughs> anyway, to end off his blog talk, I hope you all have a f- lot of fun guessing what some of these teasers might mean. Previews for Commander Legends will start next Monday, October 26th, which is today or yesterday. But uh, yeah, check out uh, Mythic Spoiler. They have some out. Um, they're usually the best place to check for spoilers. But yeah, it should be uh, interesting to see. We got a link in the description where you can find all previews for the rest of this week. As of today, a bunch of stuff, a bunch of uh, places dropped their stuff ranging from star city to making magic good morning magic forbes dro plan atua daily mtg commander's brew commander's rules committee commander legends product page bernie smith blair witch green and commander in mtg podcast and then santo vela all those guys dropped a card today but uh, you can look online the description down below to see all the previews coming this week. So let's talk about some of the cards that have been spoiled already. Ooh. Yeah. So the card I was ogling about is Marble Diamond is at common. Right? It's going to be a cycle. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're going to get all the diamonds and stuff, which is really cool. I understand why it's a common, but since it's a two drop artifact that comes in tapped and it taps for one land of a certain color. Yeah. So I understand why it's a common. Because it sucks. But as JB and I were talking before, with the amulet, it just comes in untapped. You can tap for land, but it's, yep. it's a two-job for one land site. But yeah, but this makes it into, uh, you know, commander players don't really care as much about this, but popper is now illegal in popper. True. If it could be something in there, maybe. Could possibly be. We're getting a Vile Smasher reprint. Yeah, that one looks cool going to be covering some of these cards future matt cut out ones that we're going to say cut out here just Ooh. leave less dead space rebecca that's the one that me and danny were talking about oh earlier that, with that crazy protection so rebecca architect of ascension three and a white you get a legendary human artificer artifacts you control have protection from each converted mana cost among artifacts you control and it also has partner let's see that's legit that's not bad Seems like a lot of legendaries are having partner in this. Well, yeah, set. that was the whole thing. They're because it's draftable. They want to be able to make sure people have access to you know, yeah, good, good color cards. mixes and stuff like that. So yeah. there's going to be a lot of partner, Ooh, yeah. and it's only an uncommon. Oh yeah, snap! This is a sweet showcase, right? I need one of those. Yeah, the art looks pretty sick. Isn't Rebecca big, uh, big person in this story? We're not Vorthosis here, so we apologize if we're not as excited about it. I don't know, but all I know is Brea needs one. Uh, here is a super cool card I'm kind of hyped for. Frexian Triniform. 
It is an artifact creature golem for nine mana. It's a nine nine. When Frexian Triniform dies, create three colorless golem artifact creature tokens. It has Encore. Oh, is this gonna? No, that's not enough words. Encore. Twelve man or twelve mana to activate this ability. You pay twelve. Exile this card from your graveyard. For each opponent, create a token copy that attacks that opponent this turn, if able. They gain haste. Sacrifice him at the beginning of the next end step. Activate only as a sorcery. So, this is in your graveyard. You pay twelve. You get three nine nines. That when they die, you get three three threes out of each of that. Just just imagine if you have anointed procession out and you encore this. Oh man. <laughs> or doubling season or primal vigor. Catherine's crusade. Oh my god, Catherine's crusade would be sick with this. Right. Green white is gonna love this. Like this is just token goodness. This is artifact goodness. Maybe I should get this card. Oh god. It, this is gonna be nothing for you to cast. Too. Oh like, yeah, yeah well, I you, know this. I I can get forty two land, no problem. But yeah, that card is super six. Frexian Triniform. Here's here's one that I'm really excited for. This Lisa Shroud of Dusk. Yeah, yeah, this thing is fucking sick, fucking brutal, man. Uh, for two generic white, white, and a black, you get a legendary creature, Angel. It's a five five, and then the text says rather than pay two for each. Previous time you cast this spell from the command zone this game, pay two life that many times. As flying, lifelink, and whenever a player casts a spell, they lose two life. This thing is important because you skip the commander tax essentially by life, which is an easier resource to gain than a crap ton of mana. Especially in Orzhov colors. Like I said, I am looking for two copies of this at least. Because I'm going to slot one into my Tesa deck and build one. This is... Just gonna be sick. I uh, I see Prosh is getting a reprint. Yeah, and it has the etched foil as well. All these legendaries that we mentioned are gonna be having etched foils, which is that weird printing design that makes it look like it's actually like uh, 3D, but it's not. Vampire Tutor is getting a reprint. Important. That I'm, is a hundred dollar card. I'm looking for that card. And now you can get it. Yes, sir. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And, and a booster pack for four bucks. That thing is like a well, I'm, I'm sure it's not gonna be $4. The booster packs are? I'm sure they're gonna be more. Yeah, they'll probably double. be like eight bucks. They'll be double. Well, they're, they're they're a eight, master, eight. It's a master pack. You're still fine with paying like. Oh, yeah, for sure. Right. And the, for the fact that Vampiric Tutor is gonna be going down in price like after this, it's got some like, sweet art too. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's from the Ultimate Masters version. I don't know. This art looks fucking sweet. I think it is the Eternal Masters is where yeah. Eternal Masters it's just is where it's got better it. coloring than the Eternals. Right. Yeah, it's badass. And they have the borderless treatment, or as we like to call the zoomed in art. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I want to talk about my card, which was one of the hints that Maro gave. Sphinx of the Second Wind. Blue Blue Six for a six six Sphinx creature with flying. At the beginning of your post-combat main phase, you get an additional beginning phase after this. And it, the reminder text is, the beginning phase includes the untap, upkeep, and draw steps. And draw steps. Just had to say that again because the dog barked in the background. For all those listening out there. You know, I'm surprised, Matt. You haven't uh, taken a liking to that mnemonic deluge. I was literally going to talk about that one. You? 
Yeah. The not blue player? Well, it's because of my Chromium deck that I have, uh, but that would go into it. I could copy uh, Demonic Tutor or Vampiric Tutor and look for cards that I need from my deck, ooh. since that deck is more of a fast pace. Yeah, you totally could. You could copy 1v1. Holy shit, you could copy tutors. Yep, yep. Well, that's a very high cost to do it, but... Right, but I mean, you could if you're looking to close out end game Or even early game, if you had, because... Wow, for nine mana, I mean... I can get... Well, I have a lot of zero, a lot of the zero drop artifacts, so I can get up there pretty quickly if I had the hand. But uh, the new Planeswalker, the Vash, uh, Scrats, Doom of Fools, one black, four colors, starts with a four... As a plus two, create two zero one black thrall creature tokens. Plus one, you may sacrifice another creature or planeswalker. Gear. Planeswalker, if you do draw two cards, then draw another card. If the sacrifice permit was a commander and Nig 10, gain control of all commanders, put all commanders from the command zone onto the battlefield under your control. And this guy can be your commander. And he also has partner. That he does. Disgusting. Yep. Wasn't there a card that does that, or basically does that? That steals all the commanders? No. But one of the uh, Nichols did it, or did something like that. I don't know if it specifically said steal well, it, commander. I mean, I'm sure but it's I mean, not commanders, but I mean, steals your cards. I think so, maybe. But a simple answer to him would be a homeward path. Right. So. I mean, there's yeah, there's answers to it, but still, that's a, <laughs> that's a gross card. Yep. Mm-hmm. A lot of blue's been spoiled. Siren Storm Tamer's getting a reprint. That Seraphic Greatsword looks cool. They basically put Geist of St. Traft on a sword. Oh, yeah. Put that with uh, Annoyed Procession. I might have to put that in my commander at my Chromium deck. Sorry, guys. We're waiting for Matt. Right. Looks like Xenagos is getting a re- reprint. Couldn't tell if that was new or not. I didn't play the old Theros block. Yeah, he's uh, marketing for... $16 right now for the original Theros one. So not, I don't know, he's Born bad. of Gods. That's what I was, Born of Gods. Not bad. And apparently he was in the Seeker Letter Drop, too. Yeah. Oh, it was a Constellation one. Mm-hmm. And there, he's 22 or $23. Been released so far? Yeah, but that was spoiled way back in August. Well, hey, I didn't see that. Pay attention to the podcast, you would have. I yeah. live underneath a rock. What the fuck, Danny? <laughs> Playing Candy Crush. You know what? I'm just going to download it and just play it all the time now when I'm over here. As as we're doing this podcast, I'm going to just play it. It is now the official game of this week in MTG. There you go. It's not MTG. It's Candy Crush. Not not sponsored, by the way. How about instead of Candy Crush, you do the uh, what's Puzzle that? Quest. Is Puzzle Quest yeah, the Magic you know, Gathering cool. Puzzle Quest? I have it. I play it. I have it, too. I just re-downloaded it. Months ago. Oh, interesting. I, a fun fun fact: I play it more than Mana Strike. Really? Yes. I uh, don't play Mana Strike. Yeah, I don't really either anymore. I'll be honest with you; I haven't picked it up in like three months. No. Right? Neither have I. I, I have, picked it up in like September. I haven't picked it up since the week after it got released. <laughs> yep. I don't know. I enjoyed it. I get, I got a pretty high. I was like pretty close to like the top top percent. Like I was fighting in the. 500 range like top 500 players you want a cookie are you offering i ain't got no cookies well then fuck you jb <laughs> <laughs> i think that was the for, cookie for he some, was offering for some reason nookie by limp biscuit was playing in my head 
while we were doing that whole spiel. Oh my god. No Fred Durst allowed. <laughs> Won't you talk shit about Limp Biscuit? Gladly, I will talk shit about Limp Biscuit. I like my biscuits limp. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, please. Thank you. Okay, so uh, we got a reply back last week. One of our news articles, we were talking about card markets and how they're now adding the pound sterling over there. Card market is uh, specifically UK, Europe. Uh, so we got a reply back on what we asked. Like uh, last week, we asked, like, how, how does this affect those over in UK? Uh, listener of the show, uh, we'll just say his first name. Uh, well, no, we, we, call, we, call, we shouted him out last week just saying Dan. Or the week before. One of the previous episodes, we shouted him out. We'll just say Dan. Listener of the show, Dan, uh, sent us a message about it. And this is what he had to say. He's from UK. You asked on the podcast about the card market prices being added in sterling as well as euros. Being in Sterling has made selling cards a lot easier as I now don't need to Google euros into pounds. Very helpful in buying and selling. Makes the process much easier. Also, don't know if you guys heard about the WPN is suspending tabletop play and in Europe due to COVID-19. Luckily, we live near a tier system. Luckily, we have a tier system in the UK with infection, infection levels. Medium, high, and very high. The area I live in is a medium, so we're still able to do F&M at my LGS with certain precautions in place, masks, social distancing, and not touching other players' cards, etc. Unfortunately, this will affect the Commander Legends release events and possibly Keldheim too. It sucks. We're actually going to cover the, UP, uh, the, the Europe uh, postponements and stuff like that. It's uh, the comment section never going to be quiet ever again. No, it's yep. not. Dude, that thing's just been blowing up all night. I can't even keep up with it. This is perfect. People join. Don't tempt me, Crow. My finger's on the trigger. Don't make me pull. Yeah, we'll ban you. Like so, we did. Just so, ask James. <laughs> no, that was yeah, that, that was James. Uh, hey Matt. Hey Matt. What's the next on the list? Uh, yeah, let's talk about the European uh, suspension then. From there. Well, first off, Dan, thank you so much for replying back. Yes, we appreciate it. Yeah. So, in-store play temporarily suspended in Europe. Quote from the WPN.Wizards.com. After reviewing feedback from Zendikar Rising pre-release, closely monitoring the state of the pandemic, and above all, considering the safety of the community, we've made the difficult decision to place in-store play under suspension in Europe, including Russia. Remote play remains available in Events Link, but in-store events will be removed and any existing in-store events will be automatically canceled and taken out of the store and event locator on Thursday, October 22nd, last week. We realize that this decision has important implications across the entire Magic community, so we want to be as clear as we can about our plans going forward. Here's what you need to know. Commander Legends in Keldheim will offer remote events only. We'd love to provide a timeline for return of in-store play, but this would be too vulnerable to disruption. We want to facilitate stability of play where we can and whatever in and in whatever form makes sense for the foreseeable future. Of course, we want to offer as much information as possible to help our partners adapt. So for now, we can confirm that the suspension is temporary, but will last through Keldheim pre-release in January. 
This means any in-store Commander Legends pre-release events must also be run remotely. Uh, they have resources available to help run remote play. Uh, they say here, as you are likely aware, in-store play has been suspended in the United States and Latin America since July. In those regions, organizers have found remote play is valuable tool for keeping the communities close, connected, and safe. And then there's a bunch of links, a bunch of links uh, to get tournament organizers started, uh, with a link to the online community Discord, organized webcam event Discord, and how to use event. There, there's an article on how to use the event. They plan to update on a monthly basis starting in November. Until then, be safe. You want to read the full article, link in the description down below. Right, and if you're unlucky like us, we're, we're suspended to January. Yeah, they didn't give a date. Uh, just after yeah, the Keldheim pre-release. Just says Dan- January. Yep, and uh, pre-release for Keldheim, uh, every winter release, it's like middle of January. Somewhere around there between 10th and the 20th. So probably till the end of January, something like that. We're the Time Zones podcast. Right. Not the date podcast. Right. <laughs> we don't know shit. But if you need help with the difference between Central and Pacific time, we got you. Do we, though? <laughs> no, Do no, we? we don't. So it looks like we have some patch notes on the October game update. We've got the Festival of Adventures starting. Uh, you can earn Zendikar Rising showcase cards by participating. Well, words are hard for me, too. Fuck off. Uh, by participating in these limited time events, new pets and cosmetic items in store, including the Black Lotus Pet and Eurolands. Ooh, Black Lotus Pet. Gameplay improvements, bug fixes, stuff like that. Okay, so well, the first big gameplay update here, we have a loop detector is now better at discerning when a loop is actually going somewhere and what the final game state will be. Example is the Veto Exquisite Blood combo. So it just like moves through the triggers a lot faster than having to be like click next, click next, or pass priority, or whatever the, the orange button is that or you click. Or instead of timing you out and saying, hey, move the game state along or you're going to lose. Yep. Because that happens too. Yes. Uh, thank you, Scoot Mob, as well. <sighs> yeah. Scoot Mob is also affected by this. Scoot Mob. And then I think also just like other large combos, the one that came to mind was the uh, Peer into the Abyss Millbomb combo. Uh, another thing that they did was mousing over either player's hand graveyard or exile zone displays the zone counts for both players. Uh, before to see your opponent's graveyard, you would scroll over your opponent's graveyard, just see theirs, you want to see yours. Now you uh, can see both. A decent change. They've added confirmation for discarding, even when you select the max number of cards. Seems like a nice thing to do. Right. Then the final one that we'll talk about is they fixed a bug that could cause some browser buttons to become unresponsive after displaying a large amount of triggers, which I feel is important for that loop effect. Thank goodness they got that fixed. So speaking of Magic Arena, Danny has an update on a version of Magic Arena. That is true. Uh, brought to you by Hipsters of the Coast. Uh, David McCoy, 13 hours ago, put out an article uh, saying MTG Arena on mobile has been delayed to early 2021. We were told that it was going to be here by, what, Christmas? Late November? They said before the end of 2020. So, 
And that was with their Zendikar, uh, their Zendikar, not spoiler, their announcement for Zendikar set coming out with yep. that whole big production with uh, Jimmy Wong, Becca Scott, Day 9 came at the end of the video and was like, we have it. And he showed his phone. It was like a 10 second clip. But. Yep. So. Hey, uh, literally the first sentence of the, of the article on today's third quarter earnings call, Hasbro CEO Brian Goldner revealed that Magic the Gathering's Arena's release on mobile has been delayed until early 2021 in order to allow Wizards of the Coast to fine-tune the game. Goldner originally announced in February that the Arena would arrive in mobile in 2020. Wizards confirmed in April that they planned to deliver the mobile game by the end of the year. Um, he says, just so we're clear, this is a big one. It's going to take a lot of work to get us there, Wizard said at the time. It's planned for 2020. They continued. We'll have cross-platform support and all your cards, decks, play modes, etc. will be accessible in the mobile version of MTG Arena. So there we go. Looks like we'll have to wait a few more months. I think this is going to be good because if they dropped the clients for mobile before it was fully ready and there's a bunch of crashes and needing to constantly update it, I'm pretty sure Magic players would be more upset at that. I, I understand what you're saying, but I don't, you can't, I, don't, I don't see them being truly upset because they can still play on PC. It's just another avenue for them to play. It's just been detoured again. Right. right. So, but yeah, I understand. I just don't want the whole meltdown of phones and <laughs> people throwing their phones across the wall. It was like the Wii remotes forgot to put the string on then they'd hit it and throw it and oh my god breaking TVs instead of that it'd be breaking phones and wizards you need to make a phone strap a phone leash for when people get tilted when Ugin comes down and board wipes fuck yep (laughs) fucking Ugin oh shit I just broke my iPhone 35 close 33 that is still still three years behind androids yeah, I I understand why they're taking longer just to fine tune it. it. It's a lot to process for a phone because, like, like we were saying in the early episodes, it's I'm guessing it's going to melt quite a few phones. Oh yeah, I'm not even going to attempt it on mine. I know with uh, Mana Strike alone, mm-hmm. I could only play it for like ten minutes before my phone was getting too hot, and then my phone automatically dimmed itself because it's yep. like we can't let you we can't let you be running this hot. Yep, and mm-hmm. Magic Arena. I would imagine runs a lot hotter than what uh, Mana Strike does. Yep. You're gonna, you're gonna I mean, play. You're gonna play one match and you have to wait four hours for your phone to cool down. You're gonna right. have to chill by like an AC. Be running the AC in winter up here in the Midwest. There, there, there you go, Watsy. Build a radiator for phones. Exactly for your phone. Just a fan. Just like your PC fans. A cooler for your cooler for your phone. But if you're in the Midwest, you can save some money. Just put on some boots and chill outside. We all have lawn chairs. Just go sit outside and play some arena on your phone. In your gloves. You don't even need gloves. Just make sure it's finger so you can use. Well, you'd be you'd be sitting there like the the worst that you have to do is just like curl up on the chair and the phone. The heat from the phone would be keeping you warm. And then the snow would just kind of like melt around you there. Literally what? Oh, no, it just said. (laughs) But the thing is, if you're at home, JB, you're overthinking. Why not it. just play JB, on you're your computer? It. JB, you're overthinking. It. <laughs> you're at home. Why would if I'm at home? Why am I gonna go outside and play on my phone and melt it down 
nuclear level so instead of just using my PC that's right there. Because your PC shit. Well, my PC is shit, but maybe you got to bring your PC out in the snow. <laughs> then maybe it won't shut down on me in the middle of a fucking MTGO game. Yeah, right. maybe. So yeah, no. You, you, the reason why you use your phone for you, you use your phone because your PC sucks. But for everybody else, they use their phone for the novelty factor of it. Look and at me! I'm out in the snow playing arena. The cool, the, the other I can thing. I play when I go to my mom's house, my parents' house. And on top of it, I'm pretty sure you might be able to even start a fire with that. Candy Crush. It crushed his phone. My camera screen literally just cracked. Dude, it's all that Candy Crush. What the fuck? No, 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 no. It's because he got Arena on there first. Oh, the heat melted the glass. Cracked it. Thank God it doesn't affect it. Is it a bad crack? I see the crack way above it. Well, this was... Okay, so, serious question on a side note here. Why don't they have fucking arms? <laughs> He's talking about the Among Us characters? Yes. Why don't they have arms? How yeah. can they kill people? They and have push hands. buttons. They, if have they don't have fucking arms. They have hands. Where are they? Well, not in these pictures. They hide them away. Why do they hide them away? So they don't s- get chopped off. The last thing sus. you need is these appendages fucking flailing around, just getting chopped off or getting stuck in the fucking oxygen. Wow, this is really going off topic, guys. This is some weird Nismivit. <laughs> Nismivit. Yes. There we go. That is what we gotta use from now on. Nismivit. Nismivit. Words are hard. Okay. Uh, One last thing. Arms. What the fuck? They have hands, but no arms. Okay. Okay, guys. Let's get back on topic. Uh, Where we found out the this Magic Arena news was from the Hasbro earnings call. Another thing of note on the Hasbro earnings call is that they had a strong third quarter led by sales of Core 21, Zendikar Rising, and Double Masters. Uh, they had reached the 2.8 million games played since the launch, and players put an average of nine hours a, a week on Arena. A lot of time used on there. The delay has been announced. The CEO, Brian Goldner, went on to say that Magic's revenue is up double digits so far in 2020 when compared to 2019. Hasbro's overall value fell 12% when comparing it to the same period. I don't know if people care too much and stuff about that, but we will link it down below as well. That is if you have stock. Yeah. Hey, I remember when we were talking about that, the stock of it fell to like 30 bucks for a Hasbro share. Now it's back up to like, you had doubled your money if you picked it up in March. Well, why didn't we invest? Because we're broke motherfuckers. Says the whale over there buying secret layers left and right. You realize with those secret layers, for every secret layer you bought, you could have bought at least one to two shares for each fucking secret layer. So let's see, I had four, six. I had six secret layers. That's six shares of Hasbro stock. At the very least, yes. I would have doubled that. Yes. Fuck. Yeah. You bought the wrong damn thing, son. (laughs) Do I, but do I play with Hasbro stock or do I play with lightning bolts? You play with the money you earn from the fucking light or <laughs> the lightning bolts from the Hasbro stocks. God damn but, it. But that, bolts but, that would me mean, green. but that would mean he'd have to sell his Hasbro stocks in order to play with that money. No, you, you, well, the you, value's there. Yeah, you can get dividend checks. Yep. They, they what, go on, is it a quarterly basis? For yeah, that's not why I think it or is. Or is it a biannual? I thought it was quarterly. Welcome to this week and stocks yeah, this, with dummies with three schmucks. This yep. week in stocks with schmucks. 
New podcast. We're making on topic. We're making so many podcasts. Nivit. Ms. Nivit. We're keeping this. Let's go. Ms. Nivit. And then finally, on a on a more heavier, serious note, to bring you all down, there was a scandal that happened. Oh, I don't we yeah, no, we talked about the Secret Lair last week. This happened out after the Secret Lair was announced. Yep. Right after it was announced. Yep. But we missed that. So we got a nice uh, summed up article from Epic Stream here about the Magic the Gathering Judge Academy response to racist alterations of new Secret Lair cards. <sighs> Buckle up, buttercups. We got some. We got some 2020 shit. Yep. All right. A lot of Photoshop. Yeah. So the long. So the the TLDR of this, because, you know, aside like we'll we'll get to the the end of the TLDR as well, where we kind of like cap it off at the end. But the gist of the whole story here is on uh, the Judge Academy Discord. Someone posted uh, altered card of old school fling with the Teferi's arts protection in it Uh, and the new Teferi arts. Uh, of Teferi's protection, the art is of Teferi, like, playing with his daughter, throwing her up in the air, like, you know, the parent catching kind of thing, and it was received extremely badly because of all the cards to do this to, they did it where it's, you know, like, Teferi's black, his daughter's black, and people are like, why would you not do this with any other card until uh, any of these other cards with kids until it's one of black? Because there's a bunch of earlier earlier cards with kids that didn't get photoshopped in, in ways like this. And of course it's the internet. There's way worse photos that actually got happened of old magic cards that it got edited with. There's like some torture devices and Yo, it like, went, went downhill pretty quick. Yeah. Just a couple of the ones just kind of uh, to gloss over it. There's like crucifixions, ovens blown up bunch more. Yeah. It was pretty, uh, pretty rough uh the best way to summarize this was a tweet by the star city games general manager manager ben weiss uh he tweeted uh watsi announced secret lair extra life with proceeds going to the seattle children's hospital the cards in the secret lair drop illustrates the importance of family and children and they show the picture of teferi's protection and it's it's a really cute picture you know like i said it's you know a parent throwing their kid up like that's just something all parents do we're all parents we throw in our kids hey i do it all the time yep sounds worse than it is but <laughs> we catch them yes we, we catch them don't worry uh ben uh bill wise continues Within the day, people began photoshopping Niambi into various previous MTG cards, featuring her being killed in various ways of crucifixion, ovens, blown up, and more. This, resp- this represents the most disgusting, repugnant elements of the magic community. And so a lot of, uh, a lot of online communities have made statements stating that anybody who makes these kind of share these alterations or makes new alterations of this kind of stuff it's like you're kind of in in trouble for doing that you're you're banned from that community um and the and the big thing with it is like what makes this worse is like the judge community because this again came from the judge community discord you would think that the judges have a higher form of respect and understanding of this stuff and it's uh just takes one person take it too far indeed it does so 
there's that. If you hear about the Judge Academy and and their response to it was very lackluster as well. One of the admins from it commented, regrettably, a number of people engaged with this content positively before its problematic nature was pointed out. And and mind you, uh, the Judge Academy, I think is I think it was stated that it's a private discord. So someone that was in the discord shared it so other people could see it. So that's how it got out. Uh, so a number of people engaged with it positively with saying comments like 10 out of 10 would buy the card. And this is all originally originally starting with the fling before it devolved down into, you know, the the crucifixions and the witches ovens and, and that uh, they continue saying we were made aware of the issue early this afternoon, at which point the original post had already been removed. Our admins removed additional shares or links with the artwork and then gathered to discuss what happened shortly thereafter. The, uh, the poster apologized to the channel. Uh, they went on to say that they've launched an investigation into the problem while they don't want to publicize the details of the offensive content shared. They wanted to clarify their stance, quote, prejudice remarks, jokes, or insults based on race, color, religion, national origin, age, gender, disability, or sexual orientation are, this is capitalized and bolded, absolutely not welcome in the Judge Academy community. And instances of this on our platform will be dealt with when they occur. TLDR, don't be dicks. Shall we cheer us all up and talk about some magic finance? Money, 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 money. So let's jump into the finance section now. As always, we go and use the amazing website of MTG Stocks. MTG Stocks is this amazing site where it has information on all cards that are getting sold, their prices, their highs, their lows, all the data you could want. On top of that, they come out with a weekly they come out with a weekly article called Weekly Winners where they discuss three to five cards that have seen an increase in price and three to five cards that seen a decrease in price. Uh, they always drop the articles out on Friday. We record Monday nights, so prices may have changed since the time that they come out, and we will notify you of that as we go through it. And from there, let's jump into it. First up, or sorry, Captain. It is a card from Jumpstart. It's seen a 71% increase now sitting at $4.50 as of Friday. But today, Monday, the 26th, they're starting to move up to about $9.99 or $9.99, $8.99. And you can still find it for about five bucks. Numbers are hard for them today, too. Right? Everything's difficult. And, and, and BT dubs as Corsair. He doesn't say, isn't Corsair. it Corsair? Corsair. There we go. Corsair. Thank you, guys. Words are hard. Words are hard. So this is a blue two 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 human pirate that reads when Corsair Captain enters the battlefield, create a treasure token, and then it has other pirates you control get plus one plus one. This is a lord for an undersupported tribe, and you always want to be keeping an eye out for uh, lords, because uh, essentially this is like a two mana lord. Because when it comes in, it creates a token that you can then use. So, stuff like that. So, what makes this important is Commander Legends. There's a bunch of new pirates and stuff that are planning to come out, and because of that, you're just going to want a lord for those to make it worse. Next up on the weekly winners, we have Rot Lung Reanimator. This card is from Onslaught and has seen a hundred and twenty-one percent increase now, chilling at thirteen dollars twenty cents as of Friday. Uh, but you can find them 
for $6 to $12 now. But online, like TCG Play, you could pick them up for like 3 bucks. This is a card, like I said, from Onslaught. It is Black 2 for a 2-2 zombie cleric. Whenever Rot Lung Reanimator or another cleric dies, you put a 2-2 black zombie creature token onto the battlefield. This has moved up in price due to, you guessed it, Cleric decks. One of the big cards that helped this is Oran Skyclave Herophant, which came out in Zendikar Rising. It's the one that when another cleric dies, you return a cleric from your graveyard to the battlefield. So essentially, a cleric dies with Rot Lung out. You make a zombie, and then you bring another cleric back. So it's very potent. Right, dude, I love Aura. <laughs> yeah, so commander, commander goodies on this one. This card, yeah, back in August, it was a $2 card. It's only had the one printing as well. This is a card, uh, if interested, you kind of miss the boats. I mean, not necessarily. TCG player, like I said, you can still get him for 3 bucks If you're looking to make a cleric deck, go online now. Pick it up before, it. before prices start realizing. Last, we have a specific version of this card. Polluted Delta, the Onslaught version, has jumped up 5%, now sitting at 49.72 as of Friday. But today, Monday, it is 51.62. You can find them online still for about 40 to 43 bucks. Remember, uh, the prices like fluctuate because people sell them higher and lower, and this is just kind of like averaging them out. This has moved up in price. Uh, first off, Polluted Delta, it's a fetch land. Tap, pay one life, sack Polluted Delta, search your library for an island or a swamp card and put it into play, then shuffle your library. In weeks with much bigger spikes, the smaller uptrends get buried. Author Peter says here, it allows me to write about a modern legacy and vintage staple that has been on the rise for quite some time, a bait, very gradually. April 2020 was the low point for the polluted delta when looking back in a 24-month perspective. It had a $39.20 price tag at that point back in April. That price is about the same as the card has had for a long time since it was reprinted in Cons of Tarkir. But polluted delta is trending up since April and is about to break the $50 mark which it has, but you can still find them for cheaper. The card is not going to be reprinted soon. It is the number six most played card in Legacy, number 10 in Vintage, and number 19 in Modern. On top of it, it is featured in 14% of all EDH decks on records. It seems that the only way for the Polluted Delta is up right now. Funny story about Fetchlands. Give it to us. So when I first started playing, got some uh, Tarkir packs, just for shits and giggles. Just try to expand my, my card base a little bit. And I pulled a Bloodstain Mire. And I remember looking at it going, God, this is a dumb card. Why is it so expensive? I'm like, why the fuck would you want to pay life to search for a fucking basic land? I'm like, this is fucking dumb. Like, so obviously I fucking traded it. First of all. First of all. Okay, no, this is when I was first starting. Okay, so this is, this is my dumb mind <laughs> at the time. Okay, I was like, God, this is really fucking stupid. Like, why do I want to pay fucking life for this shit? Like, this is this is dumb. Yep. Like, and I don't understand why it's so expensive, but I'm going to fucking trade it off because I'm never going to play this fucking card. So I got like, you know, fucking, what was it? Like 16, 18 bucks worth of credit on it. Probably, like, probably with standard stuff too. Yeah, I was like, all right, whatever. No big deal. And then later on, I was like, oh, wow. Okay, I get it now. I, I, I understand this whole Fetchland hype. It's just like me and Liliana of the Veil. Right, still wonderful. The, the one that got away, right? Because a friend took advantage of you, just like Earl. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hey, you both wanted to trade them. I wanted them both. Him and Garrett both took advantage of me on my Euros. I can't help it that you didn't see the potential of that card right off the bat. Oh, I still have mine, Matt. I'm not going to trade them either. 
well, first off, Danny doesn't trade me anything like that anymore because he knows if I see something like that, he's like, he has a reason for this. Right. <laughs> All because of Lily. It's the only reason I don't trade with Matt anymore. When I traded for, when I traded for Lily, it was, it was at its lowest price. I, I didn't like, I didn't rip Danny off here or anything. Just y'all know this. I mean, no, I did not. Oh, you, no, you no, ripped no, me yeah, off with my arrow. So she was, <laughs> she was still in standard at that time. Yeah. And I was, didn't play black. I was playing, yeah, I was playing Boris because Boris Rackner was out. I traded him for like $30 worth of cards because I think that's what she was at, at the time. Yep. Two weeks later, she quadrupled in price. Yep. I still got it. Yeah. That was, it, that was like me and Earl. I traded it, and within like three weeks, it was doubled in price. Yeah, what did it, what did I trade it for you? It was like twenty. Was it like twenty? Yeah, like twenty five, twenty six. Yeah, twenty five, twenty six. And then I traded it. I traded it away at like forty. Right. And I'm like, and then score. I had a foil one too that was only like thirty two bucks at the time. And Garrett got that one and my other normal one. Oh, my Earl is still sitting at home. Oh no, it's not a rip. It was a fair trade. Flip not, it or rip it. Not doing dirty moves. Okay, we've uh, we've. Uh, Nizit a lot on this. Let's go to them cheap pickups right now, JB. All right. So first up, we have the future site printing of Grove of the Burn Willows, sitting at ten dollars and thirteen cents, record low and trending down. Because who likes gruel anyway, right? This is a card that <laughs> Danny, put your hand down. No, <laughs> I'll let you gain that one life, and I'll kill you anyway. This is a card that had a ceiling, uh, a price ceiling of ninety bucks. <laughs> You can find the Iconic Masters versions for 6 bucks still. But if you want the Future Sight printing, which is a really cool border, it's moving down. Keep an eye right, out. Right, yeah, I, I do love the Future Sight printings. I really hope they go back to something like that again. Well, we're getting the uh, Future Sight remastered coming in the spring. Yeah, no, Time Spiral. Time Spiral remastered. Oh. Fuck. Future Sight's probably not going to be for another 30 years. Right. And they'll burn back with Black Lotus just randomly. No, they never will. It's me, the Black Lotus time or two point fucking reserved list, man. Blacked Lotus, <laughs> blackened Lotus. There you go. All right. So next up, we have Leyline of the Void, the M twenty printing, sitting at seven dollars and nine cents, record low and trending down. Looks like it might be time for me to pick up a couple more. Huh? I was lucky enough that I pulled. See what I I pulled two of these. I traded one off when it was up at like twenty some bucks, and then I kept one when it was. I pulled another one when I hit 12, and I kept that one. So I guess now it might be time for me to pick up some more. Sell high, buy low. Right? That is the best advice you'll get from three schmucks in this room. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Rip off your friends. Do it. (laughs) Don't encourage bad behaviors, JB. (laughs) Why you do it? Oh, my God. (laughs) What's the last card? (laughs) Okay, so the last card here. Kind of really, really hits me and Danny in the feels here. (laughs) 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 We we have the double masters printing of Walking Ballista. It is now at $10.40, record low and trending down. And I bought my Walking Ballistas before double masters came out back when they were 25 bucks a piece. (laughs) And so this really hurts. So I think I might pick up my remaining two that I need for like eight, nine bucks now and call it good. I picked up my first two when they were 25. I picked up my second two when they were at 12. <laughs> so, well, you're not, so, not, so, yeah, so you're not doing bad on your but second I'm, two. I am still could have bought <laughs> right. four of these for right? the price of for the, the first bucks. two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So essentially, you all bought uh, like seven, do- or seven, seven to eight walking ballistas worth for four. 
Like you got four is worth when you could have got seven if you just waited. Well, see, I only have two. But here's the thing. Well, you, I didn't know that Walking Bliss was ever right, yeah, more down. This was this was before the reprint was even that is true mentioned. Yeah, because I got oh, that because I got mine, and then he was like, "Well, that's not a bad price. I need them." So then he picked his up. What like three, four days after I got mine, basically. Yeah. I got two of them right away. Yep, because I told you they were down to like twenty five bucks. And yep. it was like, "Oh, that's not bad." And all. then I was playing proxies the other two, and then walked into J Dubs one day, and it's like, "Hey, they're." Yeah, nine bucks. bucks. Yeah, so I hold perfect. I'll buy two of them. Yeah, because I think they're nine ninety nine right now in his case. So yeah, it's like oh sweet. You can find Aether Revolt, Aether Revolt Walking Blisters on TCG Player for seven bucks. What? It's probably one. For it's probably moderate, damaged. Moderately, moderately played. Lightly played. What for nine nine bucks? Uh, yeah, what's this? Lightly played for seven thirty plus a dollar shipping. Near mint for seven dollars fifty eight cents plus seventy eight seventy eight dollars seventy eight cents shipping. But uh, for the verified ones, near mint eight fifty. Near mint uh, eight fifty. So if you're looking to get walking ballistas for even cheaper than eight fifty, you can go to an amazing site called TCG Sniper. Enter in a TCG player link into tcg sniper select the condition and the desired price that you want the card to drop to and you will get notified when that card hits that price uh and then you click the link buy the card at that uh, lowered price it's a really good tool we just had the creators on an episode talking about it about uh, tcg sniper and they've done a bunch of updates they now have an increase watch where you can watch when the price increases and stuff, where you can get notified. Like, let's say polluted delta, you have a bunch of onslaught polluted deltas. You want them to get up to $60. You put in the link from TCG player into TCG sniper, set the desired price at 60 bucks. You'll get notified when it hits 60 and then you can sell. So it helps on both ways, like for buying and selling now. Yeah, I still, I still haven't been upgraded yet. <laughs> We'd love for you to listen to that episode because there's an amazing deal going on. Now we'll just say it here too. If you go sign up for a TCG Sniper account and you mention us at all to Jonathan or Penguin, you will get three free months of their Plus membership. Which I don't have. Salty enough? Just a little bit. (laughs) Uh, Banned. Listen to the last week's bonus episode. Then you know what TCG Sniper is. Or well, you could have just listened yeah. to the damn read I just did. Yeah. Okay. If you listen to our podcast at all, you would know what TCG Sniper is because we plug it every week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You've just been outed, sir. Only true fans know what TCG Sniper is. Right? You ain't no true fan. You're sus. First of all, up with this, guys. Before we have this go actual on the episode, let's say, hey, we're yelling at someone on chat rather than everyone who's <laughs> listening to this episode. No, no, I, I preface it by saying band because yeah. his name's band now, remember? I, yeah. I did hear that part, so I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> and most of our <laughs> listeners won't know that one of our people has changed a band in our live chat. <laughs> Emergency meeting. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'll be cutting this part out right here. Oh, yeah, probably. Well, I don't know. You didn't cut out the, the running down the ramp part. Rachel was like, <laughs> she texted me halfway through the day today. She's like, are you guys making fun of Trump? <laughs> I'm like, it was so good. I'm like, I don't know. It depends on what Matt left in. Like, 
<laughs> it's like something about running down a ramp. I'm like, oh. And then yeah, you he left, left like it a in then. School. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you didn't listen to last week's episode? I haven't, nope. I haven't yet. You guys aren't true fans. Matt, I was here. <laughs> yes, I was here. We, we, we created the episode. <laughs> we, we don't blow up our numbers like you do. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> So you, know, so you know how I got here last week? You walked. I ran. <laughs> so, anyways, we have a YouTube channel this week in MTG. Oh, we're not ready to plug that yet. Matt, Matt has a video <laughs> out. He's like, oh, we got four four views. Yeah, three Matt, of them were mine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No two. Just blowing up his own view numbers. All right. I'm gonna watch this video five times. Hey, look at that. We got ten likes. Great. He's creating <laughs> fake email accounts just to boost our numbers. <sighs> That's how Mr. Beast does it. <gasps> oh my gosh. Hey, Mr. Beast, do you want to come play magic with us? Oh my god. <laughs> if we get Mr. Beast on here, I don't know what who's, we're going to fucking do. Who's Mr. Beast? One of the most, probably the top earner from YouTube. Yeah, he makes a lot of money, and he. the good thing about him is he like... Also he also gives a lot away, yeah, he, or gives a lot of sh- money away. He gets all this money in, and like 95% of that goes right back out into his YouTube videos to like give away to friends, family, other YouTubers, promotes them and stuff. He's not very beastie. <laughs> you want to see his bank account? Yeah. I mean, he, he doesn't look he, very beefy. Let's, he's just, spent- let's just say he's, he's given basically every person, all his friends on his videos, either a brand new car, a house, um, hundreds of thousands of dollars. What was his? Uh, one of his was last year. One of the big competitions he had was uh, see who can keep their hand longest. Most most of his competition is to see who can keep their hand on something for the longest. The longest, basically, one person won a million dollars cash. He had twenty four hours to spend it. He's done things where it's like he puts a little uh, a little taped circle on the floor in like a, a store. I think it was Best Buy, yep. and he asked his friend to like get everything in that circle. Anything that touches that line, you lose everything. Stack it up as high as you want. Anything you get in there, I'll buy it. Does things like that. He one time, what was it like, sixty thousand dollars worth of fucking uh, scratch offs or whatever. Oh, he's he's done it, it multiple times. It, it was a good amount of money that he bought on scratch off tickets, and then he's he scratched off every single one. Oh my god! And gave all the money away. Good lord! Like he he's, bought an island. He done the he 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 did the uh, the tree initiative with Mark Rober as well. Speaking of that. That uh, came out one year ago where they wanted to plant one million trees yep. since uh, they, they met their goal pretty quickly. And since the start of 2020, they've raised an additional two million dollars since then. Yeah, he's he's not really a, he's not a greedy person at all. He he's, wants to give away. Well, I get the reason why he's giving so much money away, but he's not keeping it for himself. Like it's a lot of it's a tax write off. I get it. He's right. a good personality. But no, too. yeah, he he's he's about helping people. Like the one episode was uh he ordered pizza at this pizza delivery guy, helped him move stuff into a house, gave him like ten thousand dollars. And then at the end of the day, he handed the key over to the pizza guy. Here's your new house. Yeah, Mr. Beast is a cool guy. He knows what he's doing. And he's been on YouTube for a couple of years and stuff, like I think the thing, if I remember correctly, the thing that got him big was when he, because he started off by doing like really mundane things where he's like, I'm going to count to 1 million or something like that on live. And people watched it. He had like fun. Well, he started off doing pranks with his friends, like pranks on his friends or challenges with his friends. And it's just evolved into increased tremendously. He's, he's the, 
white male Oprah. <laughs> oh, good God. There you go, Mr. Beast. You're the new Oprah. Oh, God. Shout out. Email us. <laughs> he, he's, he's also Something. bought out used car dealerships and given the cars away. Oh, jeez. You gotta watch some of his videos. They're very entertaining. Like, he knows how to keep your suspense. Like, he gets a lot of that view time, too, because of that, but still super he, no, worth it. Check him out. But on another content creator, I got some... Like, this has nothing to do with magic. We're, we're diverting here for all y'all still listening and stuff. So, my coworker Jason, has a cabin at a lake uh, by Lake Park. Okay, and uh, Jason's dad was at the cabin this last weekend, and somebody bought some of the land right next to them, and they're getting, and they're starting to build a house. Saw the guy, got some information on the guy who's who bought the land and is making a house there. My my coworker's dad told Jason about it. And is like, it Tom Cruise? He said that it is a famous uh, streamer that lives in West Fargo that plays like video games and stuff. And he told me this yesterday, and I'm like thinking, who's who's West Fargo famous and stuff? Because right. apparently he uh, the person that bought it paid cash for this lake cabin spot and he's holy shit yeah so uh it wasn't until this morning i was talking with boss man about it it dawned on us we think that it's miles the you betcha guy and then it probably is i told so i mentioned that to jason and jason's like holy crap that makes a lot of sense so he showed a video of miles you betcha to his dad and his dad was like that's the guy miles you betcha yep. is my co-worker's neighbor at the lake and if you know my coworker, I was telling him, it was like, you're going to be featured in a video of what it's like for a Minnesotan who talks too much. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. I mean, he's the, the Minnesotan that can't say goodbye. He's the 20 always, minute goodbye. Yep. yep. And I'm, gonna, I'm like, you're going to be like the Mr. Wilson to, to his, uh, not Tom Hanks. Uh, Tim, Will- Tim, Tim Allen. Tim Allen. There we go. <laughs> Tim the Tool Man Taylor. Yep. So anyways, let's uh, move along to the deck of the week. Deck of the week. Nismivit. Since we uh, went off topic a lot. Oh yeah, we nismivit pretty hard. See, Rock Destroyer left and came back. We still haven't been on topic yet. What? He, yeah, he, he, he left. He dropped out. <laughs> and they came back. And we finally came back on topic. He knew that we, we were getting ready sorry. He knew we were getting ready to talk magic. He's like, finally these fucks are done God. talking about YouTubers. Right. <laughs> deck of the week, surprisingly for us, is a pioneer deck. And it's all foiled out. The list that the person posted up. Uh, we found a deck on Moxfield, an amazing deck building site. It is... Uh, so yeah, Rakdos Dreadhorde Pyromancer is the name of the deck. Kind of says everything that it does right there. The deck consists of four Dreadhorde Arcanists, which are uh, red one for a 1-3 zombie wizard with trample. When it attacks, you may cast an instant or sorcery from a graveyard with converted mana cost... Uh, less than or equal to its power and then you exile that card it has three Kroxa Titan of Death's Hunger everybody knows that card Stitcher Supplier a single black for a 1-1 creature zombie Stitcher Supplier ETBs or dies, mill three and then it has Young Pyromancer red one for a 2-1 human shaman when you cast an instant or sorcery create a 1-1 red elemental creature token uh, in this now in the spells section of this, we have a Blood Chief's Thirst Black New from Zendikar Sorcery. Uh, destroy target creature or planeswalker with CMC two or less, and then it has Kicker of two and a black. Where it then, if you kick it, you can destroy target creature or planeswalker. No restrictions. For Claim to Fame, which is a card from Amonkhet with or Hour of Devastation, uh, the top half claim 
Black Sorcery, return target creature with converted mana cost two or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. And then it has Fame, which is red one. With Aftermath, you cast this card from, you can only cast this portion of it from your uh, graveyard. And then target creature you control gets plus two, plus oh, and gains haste until end of turn. There are two Dreadbores, which is a black red sorcery, destroy target creature or planeswalker. Has four Thoughtseize. Also has four Fatal Push, a single Culligan's Command, four Village Rites, three Wild Slash, and in the land, there's 22 lands. Has four uh, Blood Crypt, two Castle Lockthwains, two Dragon Skull Summits, two Fabled Passage, two Forbidding Runes, five Basic Mountains, four Basic Swamps, and an Urborg. Okay, so yeah, the, the, the premise of this deck is you're Wanted to be swinging with Dreadhorde Arcanist, casting a lot of these one-drop spells like Fatal Push, Claim, Thought Seize, Wild Slash, to be dealing damage, picking apart your opponent's hand, killing creatures. Croxa. And making elementals. Yeah, and making elementals, because like you're, the Dreadhorde and Young Pyromancer together is going to give you a pretty solid board there. This is a companion deck as well, I should mention that, and it has Lurs the Dream Den uh, in the sideboard, so you can cast that, because all the permanents are 2 CMC or less. Uh, the thing I see with this, right off the bat, this is just personal preference. Blood, Blood Chief's Thirst, way better than Fatal Push, especially in Pioneer. One of the biggest things with Fatal Push to get that 4 CMC or less, you gotta get the Revolt trigger, but there's not a lot of ways without fetch lands to do it. I would swap that around to make it 4 Blood Chief's Thirsts and 1 Fatal Push instead. That would be a, a thought on that. And then, I really like the idea of just having straight up uh, four croaks as, as well and i think with that maybe you go down on a stitcher supplier because it's not often you're going to want to be milling too many cards and stuff into your graveyard you're going to want a board presence as well because you know lyris is able to bring back all of your things all of your creatures and that's it and then like dreadhorde is the only way that you're casting all this stuff from your graveyard so a lot of the spells you're going to want in your hand a lot more the downside here as well is there's no way to pump the Dreadhorde Arcanist to be able to cast things like Dreadbore from your graveyard or the fame half of Claim to Fame. And so with that, I would also think that to, to, to help that in this deck, probably take out a Forboarding Ruins and put in uh, Castle Embreth. The fame portion is what pumps the Dreadhorde to cast the other ones. Oh, fair. Oh, dumb. <laughs> Got the plus two. I'm like, I think it just gives it haste. What are we going to do with you, man? But there's only three spells to be casting of two CMC or higher. You got the two Dreadbores and a single Culligan's Command. Right. But the way that you're making tokens still with Young Pyromancer, I do think having a Castle Embreth or two in the build would be important. Says the guy who doesn't even take our advice and put Castle Embreth in his own Dreadhorde build. Well, for that one, I don't need it. They're four fours. These are one ones. You're going to... Four fours win a lot more combats than a one one would. Yes, two one has a better chance the at Castle winning Embreath combat. to pump your Dreadhorde to recast more spells, and you still wouldn't do it. Yeah, but Dreadhorde, and yet now you're sitting here trying to push it on other people when things. you wouldn't do it yourself. Two things: my deck is a modern deck. My spells are all my spells are one seems here or less that matter to cast, like ancestral visions, crashing footfalls, lightning bolt. No. Blood Chief's Thirst and no. all that. Like that's that that's accruing more value and not having to worry about attacking. No. Getting those four fours down more important. This is making a wider board with one ones. One ones ain't winning a lot of combats here. 
You want to bet one ones can make all the difference. Yeah, but you can pump it up by one, making them two ones. A bunch of two ones, a lot more intimidating than a bunch of one ones. No, because two ones still die to one ones, baby. Yeah, but two ones can uptrade and get any X twos. Think of the uh, two ones still die to plague engineer. Plague engineer and pioneer. I don't give a shit. We're talking about pioneer. <laughs> I don't like pioneer. <laughs> There's other ways in Pioneer to give creatures neg one, neg one. Yeah, you got like uh, Cry of the Carnarium, something mm -hmm. that pops up in mind. Bile Blight or whatever. It's like black, black. Ethereal Absolution. Yep. But, no, no. Yeah, this, this is kind of like mid, this is very mid-rangey here. Like Thoughtseize, you're trying to be picking apart your opponent's hand. You're really trying to drop that Dreadhorde Arcanist as soon as possible. Uh, the Village Rites and Kroxa combination together is super nice because, like, on the first cast of Kroxa, you cast a Village Rites, you make your opponent discard a card, and then you draw two cards and sack the Kroxa and stuff on there. So there's there's a there's some things in here that it can do. It's very interesting. I like it a lot. <clears throat> I don't know. In this in this style of deck, I do also like. I really like Shatter Skull Smashing, probably more than most. It's a good way to like keep the board clear so that way your Dreadhorde doesn't lose into combat if something big comes in as well. I mean, you got Wild Slashes, but that's two. Just another option. Pick Planeswalkers apart. And another reason why to go with four Blood Chiefs Thirsts just to take out Planeswalkers. Like, you know, Elspeth's, Johnny's, Chandra's, Soren's. I'm not sure if what top Planeswalkers are getting played in Pioneer. Right. I have not kept up with that format at nope. all. Neither have I. Uh, to round it off in the sideboard here before we close out. Uh, so like I said, this is a Luris deck. In the sideboard, there are three Duresses, two Feed the Swarms, three Magma Sprays, two Necromentias, a single Noxious Grasp, uh, a single Farika's Libation, and two Soul Guide Lanterns. I would play this deck, but show me a deck with Dreadhorde Arcanist, and I'm just already sold a lot of the time. I really want to do a red-green infect Dreadhorde deck in modern. No. So, any deck with Dreadhorde, I'm in on. No infect. <laughs> but that's it, y'all. That's an episode. Is it? Is it really? Thank you for listening Finally. to our, our ramblings. If you made it here, you are truly a legendary magic folk. Thank you so much. Greatly appreciated. A couple things here as well. Remember... Go check out J-Dub's Sports Card and Gaming. Links in the description below. They have magic product galore for you and stuff there. Go listen to our friends over at Indice We Trust. Their newest episode is coming out Wednesday. And then also, this Friday, October 30th at 9pm Central Time, we're going to be doing a watch party for the Rocky Horror Picture Show. So y'all, please join. This is something that we're testing out here. And if this becomes a thing, like I got a bunch of other shows or movies and stuff in mind. Maybe we could do like a monthly watch group and stuff. Yes, because believe it or not, Matt lives under a rock. He, there's a lot of movies he has not seen. Oh yeah, no, that's true. I've I've watched I watched good movies, but I haven't watched a lot of mo movies. No, you haven't watched good movies. Thank you so much for making it to the end. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and join the Discord where we record the podcast live every Monday night now. And you can be part of the lovely people in the chat, our lovely magic folk. And they're just throwing up memes and poking fun at me. This so, is one person. So please join in, poke fun at me as well. 
If you guys have questions, comments, concerns, you can hit us up on any of those platforms, specifically looking for JB, Danny, or myself, or you can send us an email at thisweekinmtg at gmail.com. Y'all have a great day. We'll catch you next week. See ya.